the Morphin Grid, connected all together, all life, across the multiverse. Good and evil, yin and yang. The grid calls for heroes and villains alike to fill the roles. Welcome to Universe 19, my fellow grid travelers. Greetings, Grid Travelers, and welcome once more to Universe 19. I am your guide. Today's adventure, we follow Common Rider Drive. How did he become a Common Rider? You're about to find out. strange phenomenon called the time wave incident occurred. Worldwide time became slower. New breeds of monsters who declared themselves Rodmods went on their killing spree. Rodmods are gray-scaled creatures with no eyes and fang teeth. Each Rodmod has a number on its chest. The higher the number, the stronger the Rodmod. Some of the citizens could not save themselves due to the slowdown period. An unknown warrior appears out of nowhere and battles the Rodmods with his mini shift car companion. At the same time, police officer Tony Lee and Brooke Henson were apprehending criminals. Brooke was cornered in between a flammable generator and one of the two criminals. Panicking, Tony pulled out his gun and tried to aim at the criminal, but due to the slowdown effect, he accidentally shot the generator, causing it to explode and in the process, causing some pipes to collapse. As he tried to save Brooke from the falling pieces, the slowdown effect happened once again, causing him to be unable to save his partner from being crushed. One year later, Officer Tony lies in the park looking up at the clouds, daydreaming, when an Asian woman in a police uniform stands over him and blocks out the sunlight. There you are, Tony, she shouts, putting her hands on her hips. Hey there, Skylar, Tony says, and yawns. Hold on. How did you know where I was? He adds. Skylar pulls out a small notebook, and written on the front was, Knowing Tony Lee. She opens it to a page and shows it to him. On the page was a poor illustration of Tony laying down. The words next to it read, On warm sunny days, you can always find Tony laying in the park. Tony huffs and sits up. What do you want, Skylar? We have a case and need to get back to bait for a briefing, Skylar explains. You do know the Special Investigation Division is a joke assignment, right? 
We all got placed on that because we all screwed up somehow. Tony lays back down. It's not a joke, and we are going, she says, and yanks on one of Tony's arms and slaps her handcuffs on it. What are you doing? Tony shouts, jumping to his feet. Skylar quickly bends Tony's arm behind his back and then locks his other arm behind his back and cuffs it. I am taking you in. She drags him over to a red sports car. It was cherry red with two white stripes down the middle. On the top of the car were police lights. She pushes him into the passenger seat and then gets into the driver's seat. Really? You're going to take my car also? Um, I have the keys in my pocket. How are you going to start the car? Tony smirks. Mr. Driver, if you would please, Skylar says, looking at a silver belt-like device on the dashboard. Who? Tony says, right as the car starts right up. What the heck? Hello, fellow listeners. Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then I will begin. I'm going to read you a story. A story of ancient beings of time and light. Of group of champions flying in their metal shells. Of great warriors and their epic mechs of evil villains. Of darkness and terror. Come join me. The Red Cornish Ranger, as I present Nerds Through Comics, an epic telling of your classic comics and graphic novels. Please come sit comfortably and enjoy Nerds Through Comics from the Zeo to Hero Network. Skylar drags a still handcuffed Tony through the precinct. Got a loafer, I see, says the desk sergeant, smiling at Skylar. She nods at him and walks Tony down to the basement. Next to one of the doors was a sign that read Special Investigation Division. Skylar pushes him through the doorway. Good, Tony, Skylar, you're here, says an older gentleman from behind one of the five desks that were crammed into this small space. The nameplate on the desk read Chief Douglas Stone. Sorry, Chief. I had to track him down again, Skylar says. You can take off the cuffs now, Sky, Tony says, wiggling his arms. I'd say leave him on. Maybe I can experiment with him when we're done here, says a tall woman with blonde hair. She was wearing a white lab coat over her everyday clothing. Now, now, Tiffany. We need him in one piece, the Chief says. Oh, she'll leave him in one piece, and maybe even really happy when she was done with him. A man in his early 20s says he has spiky black hair and big circular rim glasses on his face. He also sported a white lab coat. Michael, that was not appropriate, Skylar barks. You're the one that still has him handcuffed, Michael retorts. Children, we have a case to get to. Skylar, please let Tony go, the chief says. Skylar unlocks Tony and everyone finds a seat at their desk. Tony and Skylar's desk were pushed together so that they were facing each other. Thank you. Now, we have a missing persons case on our hands. Three people have disappeared at the local skate park. All were in their mid-twenties, the chief explains. That is sad, yes, but what does it have to do with the special investigation division? Tony asked, laying on his desk, pushing a pencil back and forth. They all disappeared during a time wave incident, the chief answers. Tony sat up straight. We are on it. He jumps to his feet. Hold on. Take my new 
Time wave scanner, Tiffany says. Oh man, please no. They always look so stupid, Tony whines. Rude, Tiffany snaps. Who dis? Hey, is this Jim? Maybe. Oh, great. I'm Billy. I've been trying to contact you for weeks about your podcast extended warranty. Oh, no, not again. But listen, I got some great deals about the Zeo to Hero podcast. Do you have a minute to listen? Can I take a phone survey afterwards and, you know, just put negative reviews? Yeah, no. But listen here. We range from 90s Power Rangers, 90s Nostalgia, Giant Robots, Interrogating Cosplayers, maybe even Moon Landing. But you gotta listen in each week to find out what kind of shenanigans and numbskullery we get into with us or our guest of the week. Can I hang up now? Yeah, there's gonna be a phone survey uh, in about 15 minutes, all right? You're gonna call back, right? No, not me. It's an automated message. Okay. Tired as dang stupid spam calls in the middle of dinner. At the skate park, the main police have already taped it off and were questioning witnesses when Tony and Skylar pull up in his red sports car. Oh good, this special investigation division is here. We are saved! Tony heard one of the beat cops say very sarcastically. Tony shoots him a look and the cop drops his gaze to the ground. Skylar gets out of the car and walks to the back, pulling out the scanner gear. The scanner gear was a blister-like piece of technology. Silver in color, it was connected to a thin silver tube which led to the cylinder device on the back, which was also silver, with a green compartment. The cylinder device had a dial near the top and also has a silver bike helmet with lights and wires on it. Tony walks over to one of the officers that was questioning people. Hey, Joey, Tony says. Dude, what are you wearing? Joey asks. I know, I look like a fool, but anyways, what do we got? Tony asks. Joey shakes his head. It's a strange one, man. A woman has vanished, and all the witnesses say it was a, a monster that took her and did that to our victim. Joey explains and points to a man that was getting lifted up by two paramedics. Now that's not what was strange. The fact that the man's skin was bright red. He alive? Tony asks, pulling off his helmet. Yes, but unconscious and completely non-responsive, Joey tells him. Thanks, man. You guys can take off. Sky and I will have a look around, Tony says. Joey nods, but as he turns to walk away, everything starts to slow down. This was a time wave incident. Tony slowly turns to look at Skyler, but as he turns, he spots an Asian man with black hair that was wearing a green hoodie and blue jeans, walking with ease, moving through the crowd, walking right at Tony. As the man gets closer, he transforms into a, a rod mod. It was a gray, scaly creature with no eyes and fang teeth. The number on its chest was 006. All of a sudden, Tony's car was speeding towards the rod mod. It skidded to the side and hit the rod mod with the tail end, sending the monster flying. Tony did says a robotic voice inside the car. Tony slowly gets into the car, and once inside, time was flowing normally. What is going on here? Tony demands. No time for that, says the voice. The car speeds over into Skylar, who also gets into the car. Mr. Driver, is that what I think it is? Skylar asks as the car speeds off. Okay, that's it. 
Who are you talking to? Tony shouts. Skylar points to the silver belt that was attached to the dashboard. Him! On the belt in the center was a circle. In the circle were red LED lights that formed a face with huge bug-like eyes and a square mouth plate. Hello, It says, and the mouth plate moves. Holy crap! Tony shouts. We will explain later. Right now, we need to find that rod mod and stop it, Skylar states. I Mr. Driver says, and the GPS screen in the dashboard turns on and a red flag appears on the map. That's the water park, Skylar says. Okay, if we are doing this, I am driving. Tony cinches up his tie and then pulls down the straps of his seatbelt. Skylar smiles and does the same with her seatbelt. Tony places both hands on the wheel and slams his foot on the gas pedal. The car burns rubber and speeds off. Hello there. I do apologize about interrupting you, but I have a question. Do you enjoy when things fall into place? When you know that everything that happens is meant to happen? Like a well-precised chest move? What I've just described is my entire life. I must make sure that everything that happens with the Power Rangers Future Foundation and more falls into place like a precise chest move if you want to see everything that i have planned for the parents foundation and other parent teams come over to the tiger tail youtube channel where you'll see my work unfold few minutes later, the car drifts into the water park parking lot. Okay, we are here. Now what? Tony asks. Skylar opens the glove box and pulls out a silver wrist-mounted device. She hands it to Tony. Put this on. Tony nods and does as she tells him, placing the device on his left wrist. Skylar then pulls the metal belt buckle off the dashboard and places it on Tony. A belt shoots out from the silver device and wraps around Tony. What are you doing? Tony demands. Take this. Skylar hands over a small toy-like car that looks a lot like his car. Turn the red button on your belt and place the car in your wrist device. Then, push up on the car and yell, Hinchin, she explains. Why? What good will that do? Once I step out of this car, I will again be affected by the time wave, Tony says. As long as you have the belt on in the shift car with you, that will not happen, Skylar tells him. Tony sighs and shrugs. He then gets out of the car. Like Skylar told him, he was not affected by the time wave. Well, I guess she was telling the truth. Tony turns the red button on the driver belt, and an engine sound roars out of it. Start your engines, Mr. Driver says. Tony places the red car into the gauntlet and pushes up on it. Hinchin! he shouts. Drive! Type speed! Mr. Driver says. Tony was then engulfed in a red light, and when the light lifts, he was transformed into Common Rider Drive. He was wearing black under armor, making the red armor pieces stand out. Knee-high red boot, red gauntlet, with a chest armor with a streak across his breast. His helmet had bug-like eyes that lit up like headlights, and a gray mouthpiece. On the top of his helmet was what looked like an old 
car spoiler fin. From the front driver's side of his car, a tire shoots out and wraps around his shoulders. He looks himself over and nods. Okay, this is cool. You are now Common Rider Drive, Mr. Belt says. Common Rider Drive, huh? I like it. Let's kick this into gear. Drive shouts and runs into the water park. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story. I'd just like you all to remember that all my fanfictions are exactly that, fanfictions, and have no connection to the mainstream continuity that they're from. No copyright infringement was intended. I'd like to now take the time to thank my supporters, the Zeo Chihiro Network, Jim and Billy, the Bulk and Skull Podcasting over on the Zeo Chihiro Podcast, Ben, the Baker Ranger on Baker Ranger Movie Talks, Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger on Nerds Through Comics, Iron Avenger 52 on TikTok and Instagram. And of course, Neon Lights on YouTube. Guys, give them a listen. They have supported me so much, I'd love to return the favor by you guys going and supporting them. I'd also take this time to thank some of the friends of the Zero to Hero Network. Ty Tiger on Tiger Tales. Till next time. Later days. In the name of King Lexian, rightful ruler of Edenoi. I call upon the powers of light and truth to become Mask Rider. Ecto phase, activate! Now, villains, you shall know the power of the Mask Rider and the Power Rangers.